No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Isaiah warns Jerusalem about God's impending judgment because of her disobedience, but he also looks forward to the future blessing. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 29 on Simply the Bible. When I think of the name Ariel, I think of Little Mermaid. But in Isaiah chapter 29, Ariel is a name for the city of Jerusalem. Woe to Ariel, to Ariel, the city where David dwelt. Add year to year, let feasts come around. Yet I will distress Ariel. There shall be heaviness and sorrow, and it shall be to me as Ariel. Ariel means lion of God, but the Hebrew word also means altar, where the burnt offerings were sacrificed. God was warning Jerusalem, the lion of God, that he was going to distress it. He would bring heaviness and sorrow upon Jerusalem. It would be to God an altar, and God would make his people the sacrifice. Why was this happening? Because of their disobedience. Verse 3, I will encamp against you all around. I will lay siege against you with a mound, and I will raise siege works against you. You shall be brought down. You shall speak out of the ground. Your speech shall be low out of the dust. Your voice shall be like a medium's out of the ground, and your speech shall whisper out of the dust. Now, when would these things happen? It began in 701 BC when Assyria marched triumphantly through Judah, taking many of her cities and almost taking Jerusalem. God had mercy on Jerusalem and defeated the Assyrians in an instant. This discipline against Judah should have brought them back to the Lord, but instead they returned to their sins of idolatry and disobedience. So in 586 BC, God sent the Babylonians who built siege works against Jerusalem, and they conquered and destroyed it, taking thousands of Jews into captivity. Therefore, God would humble Ariel, the proud lion, and instead of roaring and frightening the enemy, this lion would only whisper from the dust. This is a sobering reminder of what God can do to any nation that roars, thinking that it's invincible. Listen, our only security is in trusting the Lord and keeping his word. Verse 5. Moreover, the multitude of your foes shall be like fine dust, and the multitude of the terrible ones like chaff that passes away. Yes, it shall be in an instant. Suddenly, you will be punished by the Lord of hosts with thunder and earthquake and great noise, with storm and tempest and the flame of devouring fire. Now, this has both a short-term and a long-term fulfillment, as is often the case with Bible prophecy. When the Assyrians came up to the walls of Jerusalem, God caused the field commander to hear a certain report, which drew him back to his own country. Then in one night, 185,000 were killed in an instant by the angel of the Lord. The multitude of Assyrians became like chaff. 
Now, in the future, Jerusalem will be attacked by a multitude of foes, that is, the armies of the world. Perhaps the terrible ones, named here, is even a reference to the Antichrist and his followers. When it looks as though the city is about to fall and the enemy armies are sure of their victory, Jesus Christ will return and deliver his people. We are told in Zechariah 14.3, Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. And in that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives. Verse 7. The multitude of all the nations who fight against Ariel, even all who fight against her and her fortress and distress her, shall be as a dream of a night vision. It shall even be as when a hungry man dreams, and look, he eats, but he awakes, and his soul is still empty. Or as when a thirsty man dreams, and look, he drinks, but he awakes, and indeed he is faint, and his soul still craves. So the multitude of all the nations shall be who fight against Mount Zion. As the armies of the world will gather against Israel, they will think that their victory is certain. It will be like a hungry man who dreams he's eating a steak dinner only to awake and be still hungry. It will be like a thirsty man dreaming about drinking ice cold water only to awake and find that it was all just a dream. This will be the greatest upset in human history. The multitude of nations who fight against Ariel will be crushed to powder and become like fine dust in the wind. Verse 9. Pause and wonder. Blind yourselves and be blind. They are drunk, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with intoxicating drink. For the Lord has poured out on you the spirit of deep sleep and has closed your eyes, namely the prophets, and he has covered your heads, namely the seers. The whole vision has become to you like the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one who is literate, saying, Read this, please. And he says, I cannot, for it is sealed. Then the book is delivered to one who is illiterate, saying, Read this, please. And he says, I am not literate. Now the prophets and seers should have seen the judgment coming, but their own sin had blinded them. By refusing to obey the truth, they had become intoxicated with deception. They were under the influence of strong delusion. They were living in complacency as though judgment would never come. Because they rejected the truth, God poured on them the spirit of deep sleep. Instead of rightly interpreting the prophetic word, they simply made excuses saying that it was sealed or that they couldn't read it. I believe there's a warning for us here today. There are professing Christians who consider Bible prophecy to be sealed. They don't believe that you can understand Revelation or other prophetic books or take Bible prophecy literally. But Jesus rebuked the religious leaders for not knowing the signs of the times. And he does not want us to be ignorant of his plan. He has told us these things beforehand so that when they occur, we may believe. Bible prophecy is not sealed to those who have the Holy Spirit to guide them into all truth and to show them the things to come. We need to be reading and teaching the prophetic word and applying it to the days in which we are living. 
because I believe there's great power in the prophetic word rightly understood, rightly taught, rightly applied to current events to awaken a sleepy church. Therefore, the Lord said, inasmuch as these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me and their fear toward me is taught by the commandment of men. Therefore, behold, I will again do a marvelous work among this people, a marvelous work and a wonder for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hidden. Now on the surface, they were worshipers. They were coming to the temple offering their sacrifices. They claimed to have no other God but Yahweh, but yet their hearts were far from God and their reverence of God was taught by the commandments of men. There is always the danger of religion. It can easily degenerate to form without substance. It can become a legalistic relationship based on man's traditions rather than a loving relationship based on God's word. Now, ordinarily, we would think of a marvelous work as improving the situation, but God would do a marvelous work in that he would destroy the wisdom of the wise and hide the understanding of the prudent. God's judgment would cause people to marvel. Woe to those who seek deep to hide their counsel far from the Lord, and their works are in the dark. They say, who sees us and who knows us? Surely you have things turned around. Shall the potter be esteemed as the clay? For shall the thing made say of him who made it, he did not make me? Or shall the thing formed say of him who formed it, he has no understanding? Now Moses told the people, be sure your sin will find you out. No one, no one can hide their sin from God. Somehow it always floats to the surface. They would do their works under the cover of darkness and think that God could not see, but that was utter foolishness. Hebrews 4.13 says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes to whom we must give an account. They had things completely turned around. Should the clay exalt itself over the potter? Should the clay say of the potter, He did not make me? And yet, this is what the majority of scientists today believe and are saying. This is what we are teaching our children in the public schools. Verse 17. Is it not yet a very little while till Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field and the fruitful field be esteemed as a forest? In that day, the deaf shall hear the words of the book and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness the humble also shall increase their joy in the Lord. And the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. Isaiah looks ahead to the future when God will gather his people into Israel from all the nations and bless them in the millennial kingdom. Lebanon was the name of a mountain range in Syria. It will be fruitful in the future. Then those who turned a deaf ear to God's word will have their ears open. They will receive the gospel that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And those who have been blind because of their unbelief and disobedience will have their eyes opened. The humble and the poor from all over shall rejoice in the Lord. Verse 20. 
for the terrible one is brought to nothing. The scornful one is consumed, and all who watch for iniquity are cut off, who make a man an offender by a word and lay a snare for him who reproves in the gate and turn aside the just by empty words. So the terrible Antichrist will be brought to nothing, the scornful ones will be consumed, and those who love iniquity and cause others to sin by their deceitful and evil words will be cut off. Therefore, thus says the Lord who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall not now be ashamed, nor shall his face now grow pale. But when he sees his children, the work of my hands in his midst, they will hallow my name and hallow the Holy One of Jacob and fear the God of Israel. These also who erred in spirit will come to understanding and those who complain will learn doctrine. Oh, what a glorious day that will be when the children of Abraham will no longer be ashamed or despised by the nations, but they will see their people being gathered together in Israel. And those who did not believe in Jesus Christ will believe in Jesus Christ. They will come to understanding and worship the Lord. Indeed, what a glorious day that will be. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Tomorrow we will see where Isaiah rebukes Judah for trusting in Egypt rather than in the Lord. In returning and rest was their salvation, but they would not have it. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.